Hello, and welcome to the Sullivan County Democrat Podcast, brought to you by the Kitchen Table Cafe in Calicoon, New York. This month at the Kitchen Table Cafe is their September month of giving. For every drip of coffee, they will give 25 cents. For every bubble tea, they'll give 50 cents. For every bagel sale, 25 cents. For every eggs over the meadow, 50 cents. For every vegan sandwich, a dollar. For every chicken sandwich, 50 cents. And all tips on Tuesday and Thursday will also be donated. And all proceeds this month will go to the Western Sullivan Public Library on Main Street in Calicoon. I'm Managing Editor Joe Abraham, and here are this week's top stories. Orange County District Attorney David Hubler announced on Wednesday that 36 people were arrested and charged in connection to a months-long investigation into a drug trafficking operation in the city of Port Jervis and surrounding areas. Multiple state and federal law enforcement agencies carried out 17 search warrants earlier this week in New York, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey, which resulted in 36 individuals ranging in age from 24 to 70 being charged with a number of drug-related offenses. Dubbed Operation Final Blow, police seized approximately 2 kilograms of cocaine, 74 grams of heroin, 165 grams of fentanyl, 1,600 ecstasy pills, and 235 oxycodone pills, as well as seven illegally possessed firearms. Among those charged was 24-year-old teacher and football coach from the Monticello Central School District, Jack Piscatelli who was among several defendants charged in Orange County with the Class B felony of conspiracy in the second degree for, quote, having agreed to engage in or cause the performance of conduct constituting the Class A felony of criminal sale of a controlled substance in the first degree. This carries a maximum sentence of eight and one-third to 25 years in state prison if the defendant has no prior felony conviction in the last 10 years, or a maximum sentence of 12 and one-half to 25 years in prison if the defendant has such a prior felony conviction. Earlier Wednesday, we were made aware that a teacher in the high school was arrested. It's the district policy to immediately reassign a teacher to home pending the investigation into any arrests, said Monticello Central School District Superintendent of Schools, Dr. Matthew Evans. This arrest to the best of our knowledge, was not related to any event or incident on school grounds, nor did it involve any Monticello Central School District students. We are closely monitoring the legal proceedings regarding this matter. He went on to say, quote, we strive to serve our students and community with staff members of high moral character and will take every step available to us to make sure our staff live up to this standard. Facing the same Class B felony of conspiracy in the second degree charge are Raymond Hamilton, 43 of Glens Bay, Ryan McCormick, 47 of Glens Bay, Tiara Porter, 47 of Monticello, and Tyree Bolden, 44 of Rock Hill. Officials say Porter, following the execution of a search warrant in her residence, was also charged in Sullivan County with criminal possession of a controlled substance in the second degree for possessing over four ounces of fentanyl. According to Orange County District Attorney Office, Wayne Smith, 42 of Deer Park, Joseph Bruner, 43 of Port Jervis, Christian Shomo, 33 of Mount Hope, are charged in Orange County with criminal sale of a controlled substance in the first degree for allegedly having sold over four ounces of cocaine on September 7th. Police charged Jose Parra, 61 of Port Washington, New York, with a criminal sale of a controlled substance in the first degree in Orange County for allegedly selling over four ounces of cocaine on August 14th. Police and prosecutors are requesting the public's health in locating four individuals who are wanted on felony complaints, charging them with crimes including conspiracy in the second degree, one of which is Adam Russ, 49, of Wartsboro. The Orange County District Attorney's Office was joined at Wednesday's press conference by the Orange County Sheriff's Office, 
Pike County District Attorney's Office, Port Jervis Police Department, as well as the state police from New York, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey. Other law enforcement agencies who assisted in the investigation included the Town of Deer Park Police Department, City of Middletown Police Department, Town of Wallkill Police Department, Sullivan County Sheriff's Office, Sussex County Guns, Gangs, and Narcotics Task Force, and Sussex County Prosecutor's Office. Federal agencies who aided in the operation included Homeland Security Investigations, the FBI's Safe Streets Task Force, and the United States Marshals Service Fugitive Task Force. Shifting gears to other news, Sandra and Alan Gary have long strived to make Sullivan County a better place to live, work, and play. From building Bethelwood Center for the Arts, which opened on July 1, 2006, to inspiring thousands of volunteers to take pride in where they live through the 22-year history of Sullivan Renaissance, the Garys have invested time, energy, and money in improving the quality of life of all Sullivan County residents and visitors. That is just a short list of philanthropic and community projects the Garys have completed over the years. And now, after 22 years of success, Sandra Gary announced last Wednesday that Sullivan Renaissance will be teaming with Sullivan 180 in 2023 with a new vision. Alan and I cannot thank you enough for rising to the challenge and answering the call with your talents and time, she told 150 Sullivan Renaissance volunteers who attended last week's end-of-year celebration at Bethelwood Center for the Arts. We are now faced with another pressing need, she said, brought to the forefront and magnified by COVID-19 and all that it entailed. We now turn our attention to the health and well-being of our children, she said. Sullivan Renaissance and its sister organization, Sullivan 180, will join forces to focus on the youth of Sullivan County, meeting them where they learn, live, and play. Together, we will engage, inspire, and empower our youth, Sandra Gary said, at school, at home, and in their communities. The group's new task will include a myriad of volunteers, much like Sullivan Renaissance, and Sandra Gary said, called upon local residents to get involved. It really does take a village, she said. In our case, it takes a county. We need everyone, especially you. I'm looking forward to working with you in 2023, and we will continue to work together to empower a healthier generation. We will launch our program in early 2023. I urge you to stay tuned. Shifting gears to something that will be on the ballot this November, supporters of the New York Clean Water, Clean Air, Green Jobs Bond Act gathered at Catskill Brewery in Livingston Manor last week to remind voters to flip over their ballots on November 8th. The Environmental Bond Act, announced by Governor Kathy Hochul, is the largest of its kind in New York State history. It is intended to put green-friendly projects into motion, including protecting clean drinking water, modernizing infrastructure, improving public health and safety, and conserving natural resources. Nia Rhodes Jackson, Senior Director of Programs at the New York League of of Conservation Voters, gave an overview presentation on the Bond Act. Should it be passed, it could deliver $650 million for water quality and resilient infrastructure projects. It would include the same amount for open space conservation and recreation, $1.1 billion for restoration and flood risk reduction, and $1.5 billion for climate change mitigation. If enacted, the Bond Act is estimated to create roughly 84,000 jobs across New York State and at least $8.7 billion in project spending. Jackson reminded those in attendance to flip their ballots on November 8th to vote on the Bond Act as well as to either register to vote or update their information as necessary within the coming weeks. Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther spoke of her support for the Bond Act and the need to push for further financial assistance and conservation of the Delaware River region in the future. Next year, during the budget time, we need to put a lot of pressure on Governor Kathy Hochul about this, she said. It is so valuable to everybody that lives in New York State. The Bond Act passing would not guarantee Sullivan County with a specified portion of the $4.2 billion. However, 
it required $1.4 billion, or 35% of this total fund, must be given to disadvantaged communities. We'll figure out what the criteria for receiving partial funds is, Executive Director of the Friends of the Upper Delaware River, Jeff Skelding said. We've had to fight for every nickel and dime that comes into this region. The same thing is going to happen here. We are going to fight hard to bring that money back to the Upper Delaware River. Residents of the Sullivan West Central School District will soon make a decision on a $25.8 million capital project that will be on the ballot on Wednesday, October 19th. But first, the district is holding a public hearing as part of a special meeting on Thursday, October 6th at 5 p.m. at Sullivan West Elementary School in Jeffersonville, where they will present the proposed project and entertain comments from the public. There's currently a video that's just under two minutes in length on the district website providing a brief overview of the proposed project. In the video, district officials explained that they took a building condition survey which detailed repairs needed at district facilities. The findings were then reviewed by the Board of Education's Facility Needs Committee. Sullivan West Superintendent of Schools Dr. Kathleen Bressler said over the past year they looked at those needs and prioritized what was important to the district and then worked with their financial advisors to see how they could make it work for taxpayers over time. District officials said the building condition survey identified $40 million in capital project needs so the decision was made to break it into two phases. What we've come down to is a $25.8 million capital project, said Bressler. So with this capital project, we'll be addressing some much needed infrastructure repairs, the roofs, the boilers, systems that have needed to be replaced for quite a while. On the roof front, Ulysses Ostrich, building maintenance supervisor said there was been puddling of water and quite a few leaks. In the proposed project, issues with the high school roof and the 1961 roof which is at the elementary school where the kindergarten and first grade wing would be taken care of. We really have to work to address this to protect our buildings, he said. If our roof leaks, our whole investment is going to be damaged. Another part of the proposal is beefing up the safety of school buildings. The proposed project would have security vestibules installed at the main entrance of both the high school and elementary school. The three polling places, which will be open from noon to 9 p.m. on October 19th, are the Delaware Youth Center in Calicoon, Tustin Kashecton Branch from the Western Sullivan Public Library in Narrowsburg, and Sullivan West Elementary School in Jeffersonville. To learn more about the proposed project, visit www.swcsd.org. That does it for this week's Sullivan County Democrat Weekly News Review, brought to you by the good folks at the Kitchen Table Cafe in Calico, New York. We'll be back with you next week with more headlines.